0: number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. That's the point of the show. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And it's Matt. Lots of crazy news on the way. I know, Bonnie, you want to talk about AI, artificial intelligence, uh, so we can do that. But there's some pretty just nutty news, of course, coming out of next-door Massachusetts which is kind of what we expect mm-hmm. from that place. Uh, and it's a story that we kind of knew was coming at some point. The, really, the question was who was going to go first uh, with vaccine passports, statewide vaccine passports. Now, New York
1: we, doesn't have that yet?
0: No, surprisingly, New York, uh, only the city um. has implemented uh, vaccine passports
1: oh yeah i forgot my friend in long island doesn't have to show his passports to go places but if he went to new york city just you know tw- 20 minutes to his west then he would have to
2: Correct. What happens if you're visiting New York City? Do you have to have a vaccine passport then? I presume you do. Yeah, you would not be able to go out
0: to eat. You would not be able to go out to the theater. You wouldn't be able to go and, you know, probably to a museum or all the things. That Is there like a government do.
2: agency that's flooded with people going like the new Ellis Island of vaccine passports where people going into New York City have to stop and get their their yellow star on their sleeve so that they can then pass? That's an excellent question. Like, how are they handling that? Yeah, I don't, I don't I know. I bet it's bull. I <laughs> bet it's something that no one should follow and everyone should just go about their well, daily lives a normal way. I
0: mean, I hope you're right about that, Matt. I hope there's a lot of people in private business who are refusing to enforce this thing. Cause if there were,
2: you wouldn't be. Re- it wouldn't be reported on. You wouldn't hear about it, but I bet you they're out there.
0: They must be. Um, the question is, how widespread is it? You know? And we know they're doing... Undercover operations right we know they're sending the police into businesses to try to bust them for dirt this bags can we stop happening?
2: using the words police and just yeah. call them dirt bags right, can, the armed can dirt bags new be the new the new right. uh lingo for what we formerly you just called cops
1: I or, always liked pigs it describes them really perfectly you they're, know they're kind of
2: filthy animals
1: dumb animals you know but, but that just but eat pigs, whatever
0: pigs aren't dumb I mean like I think it's kind of insulting
2: to a Dumber than a human. Yeah, but they only like you if you can give them something. And that kind of is how cops are. Mm, All right. Filthy. Well, I've never lived with a pig, so
0: I I can't say, you know, for sure on that. But uh, Mark Edge used to raise them and slaughter them. That's okay. So. <laughs> he named them after presidents <laughs> so that's he'd fantastic. Say things, he'd say things like that he just killed bill clinton today <laughs> oh <God. laughs> that's outstanding yes yeah, so uh and, and we just reported recently on uh, new york city expanding their vaccine uh, mandates now every private business is going to have to have all of their employees vaccinated in the city of new york as of december 27th if i recall correctly
2: So I got there. There's no way I would comply with that. Oh, and
0: children now also uh, five to 11 also will require be required to show a vaccine passport if they would like to accompany their parents out to eat dinner or out to the theater, etc. So that's that's where they're going. That's what's happening uh, in New York City. But now Massachusetts, according to U.S. News and World Report, is considering a digital vaccine passport program for residents, according to the governor there saying that we uh, will put the state at the forefront of the national debate on whether proof of vaccination should be required to take part in many basic social activities. And as you know, it's not just New York City. San Francisco uh, is doing this. Los Angeles uh, is doing this. I believe King County in Washington State is also doing it. But the the county level is the largest I've heard of so far with, mm-hmm. uh, with vaccine passports. Charlie Baker is the governor goon over there in Massachusetts. And he said, quote— It's a universal standard, and we've been working with a bunch of other states. There's probably 15 or 20 of them to try to create a single QR code that can be used for all sorts of things where people may choose to require a vaccine, he told WGBH News Boston Public Radio on Monday this week. He is a Republican, supposedly, and said Massachusetts and other states have been working on a program where a QR code would be scanned to verify a person's vaccination status. Baker displayed his personal QR code to the show's hosts, verifying his status, and said the program would be available soon. He did not say, however, which other states were cooperating on the project. This is a Republican saying this? That's what he says. Wait, it's the governor
1: above. of Massachusetts is a Republican? a Republican.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, being a Republican in Massachusetts is very different than being a Republican in New Hampshire, where you're much more likely to actually give a damn about liberty here, because well, you're probably you know there's a chance you're a free stater yeah. if you're a Republican, and in if New not, Hampshire. you're going to
2: get crucified in from ten directions by free staters and those agreeing with them if you don't.
0: So I think take it's interesting that he's saying he's got fifteen to twenty states that are talking about this. And trying to implement, trying to figure out whatever the standard is going to be, uh, but he's not saying who they are, probably because they don't want to stir up any opposition, or in they those don't states exist. And yeah, I was going to say they're
2: bigger than they are.
1: Yeah, he's a politician. He could just mean that his people emailed a state and they said, "Okay, we'll be back. We'll get the governor to get back to you." That, you know, that's talking about it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's definitely. At least fifteen or twenty states that would probably be interested in right. something like this, right? Maybe. I mean, yeah. although there are, as the story points out, state least,
1: governments. You mean correct? The yeah, people probably not.
0: Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. The term "state" when I'm using it, I'm I'm talking about the government gang. I mean, that's ultimately. I don't use the term "state" generally to describe a plot of land or people or in, you know innocent peaceful people because states are violent monopolistic organizations who want to use you know the threat of force against you to get you to behave and do what they want. And uh, so they do point out here that at least a dozen of these states have banned vaccine passports altogether. So obviously they won't be going along with this particular plan. But places like, you know, New York, Massachusetts, as they say, Vermont certainly could, Illinois, California, Washington. I mean, these could all very well be candidate states for, for something like this. So that's what they're working on right now. The article just kind of goes on to general statements about Americans and support for vaccine passports. A September Gallup poll found that majorities of Americans favor proof of vaccination requirements for air travel to attend large events, to go to an office or work site, to dine in at a restaurant or stay at a hotel. Now, of course, you can't trust the numbers, right? Because obviously Gallup and any of these other organizations have an interest in supporting the status quo and supporting, you know, bigger government but
2: 99 of people in iraq voted for saddam hussein (laughs) (laughs) that's right the other
0: one percent of it got put to death yes so you know that's what they're talking about doing they don't have the plans aren't immediate we don't know when they're going to go into effect but it seems inevitable that probably i'm just going to go out on a limb here i don't generally like to make predictions but after the last two years this isn't hard to predict what they're going to do in these cases it's going to be winter time soon and they're already ratcheting up this Omicron variant, fear-mongering, even though, you know, cases aren't deaths. They keep yeah. talking about all the cases. It's
2: not even dangerous is what they're really saying. And then on the other side of their mouth, they say, but we have to mask or yeah. death, death,
0: death. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to see some state, maybe it's going to be Massachusetts go first. Maybe it'll be New York state. But one of them, this winter, is going to, to implement a vaccine passport. And it will be statewide. And it'll be just like New York City or just like Los Angeles or San Francisco, where you've had restaurants like in and out Burger uh, actually close their facilities because they're not willing to enforce it. And they've said, you know what, we're we're not going to do this to our employees. We're not going to do this to our customers.
1: They're not willing to make their $15 an hour fry cooks have to enforce it.
0: That's right. They've actually closed entirely because the city cracked down on them uh, in San Francisco. Other restaurants, other uh, fast food places just closed the insides entirely because, like Bonnie said, they don't want to have to have their employees acting like cops. In fact, Bonnie, you were at a uh, city council meeting last night. And you spoke to the city of Keene, where here we're not dealing with vaccine passports, thankfully, in the U.S. or in the uh, in New Hampshire. The state government has prohibited government agencies from implementing vaccine mandates. So that's good. Uh, but uh, they are still talking about a mask mandate yeah. here in Keene.
1: In my speech last night, I compared um, forcing workers, unwilling and unpaid workers to do your bidding uh, um, to slavery, because what else is it? The government is. Forcing people who don't want to and won't be paid to do a job for them,
0: right? And potentially face a fight, right? Because sometimes people who don't want to wear masks get a little angry, and sometimes there's been some conflicts. So it's not, you know, not a risk that they're willing to take, and they shouldn't be. And you said that uh, the Mighty Moose Mart, where you work, is not going to enforce this if it is passed. No. Nope. So that's what it's going to take. It's going to take businesses standing up and not saying, not Yeah, we're not going to go along with this. You don't get to tell us what to do. More coming up. Free Talk Live. live you can bring up whatever you want here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 in the studio tonight you've got ian
1: and bonnie
0: and matt so uh we can talk more about the vaccine passport that may be coming to statewide release uh massachusetts talking about it with uh, what they claim is as many as a dozen or more other states uh, but and the, at the same time the state's governor says they have quote no plans for a vaccine verification system and, oh, i'm sorry he said that in april <laughs> never mind so now they've got now they've got plans <laughs> uh that's and that's how they always do it right oh yeah we don't have any plans to do that well guess what plans can change
1: yeah so nunu keeps saying he has no plan to issue another lockdown or, or mask mandate mask or mandate but that's Doesn't mean that he won't.
0: Yeah, you can't trust these people at all. And people you'd think have learned that lesson by now. But technically
1: not even winter yet.
0: Yep, that's right. So we're going to get back into that. Plus, uh, Bonnie, you wanted to talk about AI, artificial intelligence, uh, here tonight, so we can talk about that as well. But actually, we've got a caller on the line here who Aria told me we were going to be hearing from the folks over at Give Directly. We've been talking about Give Directly over the last several days here on Free Talk Live because we're raising some funds uh, for Give Directly. We're actually matching up to $30,000. So Free Talk Live will match your donations to give directly which is the first nonprofit that allows you to give directly to people living in extreme poverty and you know when i first heard about this my my first concern was well wait a minute how can you just give money to people i mean aren't they going to grow you know blow it on crack cocaine or something like that or you know whatever their drug of drug of choice is cuz that's what they would do here in the united states but when you're in real poverty things are way different for you and jason waters the cfo of give directly is on with us here we're not talking about people in you know america so-called poverty here we're talking about people who you know don't have running water right i mean tell me about who this this money's going to help and how it is that uh, direct cash contributions to these folks makes a huge difference in their lives
3: Oh, absolutely. And you've you got it right. We, um, so we operate in 10 countries in East and West Africa. Uh, we target our interventions towards people living on less than $1.90 a day, uh, which is what the UN describes as extreme poverty. Um, and yeah, the choices at that level are, are not crack cocaine or cigarettes or booze, but, um, you know, food, water. Uh, you know, you're talking about a, a five-mile walk to fresh water in a lot of cases, wow. and getting enough calories for your family and kids. Um, you know, making the decision between keeping the rain out of your house or sending your kids to school, um, literal daily survival, uh, decisions. And so, yeah, what we did, you know, it's a bunch of economists, uh, and ex-consultants. I, I did consulting for 10 years, obsessed with efficiency, um, and disintermediation. We don't like middlemen. We don't like people taking percentages between donors and recipients. Um, and so, yeah, we go out to the villages, register people, uh, you, in many cases, give them mobile phones, so they've got a, a phone for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get about, in East Africa, about 92 cents on the dollar, West Africa, about 80 cents on the dollar uh, from the donor to the recipient. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of education, a lot of community sensitization. Um, in most cases, this represents about, you know, our transfers about a year and a half. Worth a financial buffer for these people um, to make their lives a little bit better. Um, and
0: we Let, let's let's slow down for just one just, just just one moment yeah. here. You said that when you donate, when people give to give directly, and then you guys give yeah. to the people in need in these countries in Africa, one donation from you guys is over a year, like a year and a half's worth of living costs for them. Yeah, we, we target
3: somewhere around a, a thousand bucks. Um, you know, and $2 a day. Wow. That works out to about a year and a half worth of
0: life. Yeah. That's amazing. Pretty a $1,000, uh, you know, so that's the amount of money that one person in this country might spend on rent, right. you know? Yeah. That's incredible. In a month. Incredible. In, in yeah. a month in, in a month. cheap
4: city. Right. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah,
3: so a little bit of money can go a long way in that part of the world um, and seriously change people's lives.
0: And how long have you been involved in this organization? Since May. Okay. So,
3: I'm, I'm brand spanking new. Uh, this is my first nonprofit job. Most of my life has been in tech-based startups. I was excited to listen into to the, um, the AA conversation that's coming. Um, but yeah, I uh, sold a company in November, was looking for something new, and a mm. bunch of friends from Bridgewater McKinsey um, kind of pointed me in this direction. I had no interest in nonprofits because usually they're Loaded and inefficient and kind of get 20 cents on the dollar into the hands of recipients. Mm. I was told give directly something different. Um, I took a look, turns out it's true. Um, and I'm having a blast.
0: Wow. Now, um, have you actually been over to Kenya and, uh, wherever else in Africa that this money is, uh, is being handed out?
3: Yep. Took a trip a couple months ago and did Kenya, Rwanda and democratic Republic of Congo.
5: Mm. And what did and you see? On out
3: in the field with our field dreams. um, so all beautiful countries. Um, so flying into the cities, everybody's trying to develop, everybody's trying to grow. And in in Rwanda, in Kenya in particular, Nairobi and Kigali, the capital, are trying to become international cities and doing a pretty damn good job of it. Hmm. Unfortunately, participation in that economic growth doesn't get out into the countryside in a lot of cases. Um, and doing the field visits, you know, Kalifi, where we've been for a long time on the coast of Kenya... Um, you know, small communes, you know, family, about 20, 30 people, brothers, cousins, etc., living in mud huts, living mm-hmm. on grain. Um, closest fresh water source I saw driving in was about six miles from the village that I visited. Wow. Um, and with, you know, there haven't been rains in a few years. And so people have moved from farming to making charcoal and, there weren't a whole lot of trees left, um, so things are are pretty rough. Wow. And yeah, like talking to people, so a they don't believe us. Like no, like this level of generosity doesn't really exist in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it takes a couple hours to convince people we're not trying to scam them. Um, but then, kind of when they get the first transfer, we usually give them about a hundred bucks um, to get them started. Mm-hmm. You know, go back, make sure nobody robbed them. Um, they didn't do anything ridiculously silly with the money. Understand the whole process. The mobile money guy didn't take their money, um, and if that works out, we give nine hundred bucks, and yeah, it changes lives. We so, just had um, we celebrated our one millionth recipient. One millionth recipient this week. Wow, we actually hit the number about a month ago. Um, and yeah, how many how many years double- has
0: Give Directly been around? to hit that million mark since, uh, i think the first transfer
3: was about 2006 i think
0: okay yeah. congratulations that's a million people that you guys have helped out there that's absolutely amazing that's I'm, amazing yep. i'm glad to hear that there's some follow-up uh that you guys check check back in uh with these yep. folks let's talk about the money situation there uh you mentioned mobile money do you have time to yep. stick with us and talk about this a little bit more Sure, yeah i was I
1: was wondering if you give somebody like 900 dollars, like what does that look like and how can they use it in a place where you know there's just mud huts and no like stores and stuff like that what is it what what is spending that look like
3: yeah I mean so in a lot of cases what people are buying is uh, you know a tin roof for that mud hut mm-hmm. an, another cow mm-hmm. uh, school fees for their kids um, those are kind of our top three uh, thing, you know, house home improvements livestock uh, and school fees are Jason, hang sentences.
0: on. We're going to bring you back here. Want to hear more about this? Uh, Jason Waters, the CFO of Gig, uh, Give Directly. And you can give directly. You can help us with this. And again, we're matching contributions up to $30,000. You can go to give.freetalklive.com. They'll take you right to the page where it makes it easy to give to these folks and uh, help out some folks there in Kalifi and Bomet counties in Kenya. More coming up on Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? This is Free Talk Live. You can join us here at The number 603-283-6160 especially if you've got a question for Jason Waters, he's the CFO over at Give Directly, which is an organization uh, we've been promoting here as a way to actually help people in dire need of assistance. People who as he was describing have to walk 5 miles just to get water to drink. Uh, that's the kind of poverty we're talking about here living in a, you know, a mud shack. That level stuff. And, uh, you know, two bucks a day can make a huge difference for these folks. And we're getting into it here. But if you want to go to give.freetalklive.com, you can uh, do that. You can contribute there and help some people in some of the poorest areas of Kenya, Kenya and we are matching contributions up to $30,000 at give.freetalklive.com. Jason, thanks for sticking with us here on Free Talk Live. You're you're on with Ian, Bonnie, and Matt here tonight. And Bonnie, you'd asked a question that was sort of related to the one I was asking about, and that's how are payments working over there? Uh, The story mentions uh, that we've been talking about is mobile money, and I know I heard years ago that people in Africa were really into trading mobile phone minutes as currency. Is that what we're talking about here?
3: So it's got like one generation beyond that. Uh, Banks don't really function at that level of an economy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah, most of um, what happens, is there's, you know, Safaricom is the biggest vendor, Vodacom, uh, the next biggest, MTN. Um, and you basically send credits to a SIM card, and that SIM card, car, they take it to uh, an agent. agent can hand them cash. Hmm. They can spend the cash how they want to.
0: Wow. And so is that how Give Directly is dispersing the funds? You guys are basically sending minutes to a phone uh, phone card? More or less, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. That's, that's basically how it works is we go uh, do a registration census process. Uh, We have to run terror screening and watchlist screening and all that other fun stuff. Mm. Um, And if we can verify the identity uh, and they qualify for the program, uh, most cases they don't have a cell phone. um, And so we give them a cell phone, teach them how to use it, Mm. uh, send credits to a mobile money account, and then make sure they can go to a reputable agent, get the cash, buy what they want.
0: How do I mean, how well are you are talking about the middle of these ter- terribly poor areas? I mean, how well documented are these people? How, how easy is this? This isn't like they've got a driver's license, you know, you can scan or they can they just pull up a birth certificate out of a filing cabinet? I mean, how hard is this to, to verify these people?
3: So you get two categories of folks. Um, so the, uh, the citizens of the country, Kenya Rwanda, Rwanda, so they have a national ID card, um, you know, basically a voter registration card that works well enough for identity verification, has a thumbprint, has a picture. Second category, refugees, right? So a lot of what we do is, you know, people who've been you know, kicked out of their country due to famine, flood, war, whatever, um, end up in another country, and they frequently have left everything they own behind, don't have an ID, don't have a um, Yeah, the UN does a lot with uh, refugee registration, um, and we can rely on that in some cases. That is not sufficient in a lot of cases to work with mobile money. Um, And so, yeah, we work with local governments to get people IDs, um, work with the UN where we can um, to have that act as a proxy. Um, And we've gone as far as to, you know, show up with cash cards in places where that works. Uh, Bahamas after a hurricane, we did that. you know, if we can make it work, we do. If we can't, we look for technology to help us do so.
0: So, you mentioned that uh, depending on the area of Africa, you guys have no more than 10 to 20% overhead as far as dollars donated.
3: Oh, I mean, it's as low as 4 cents overhead, and that's from door to door. That covers the New York team for fundraising, me. Uh, the other leadership team, our people team, um, that costs us about three cents on the dollar. Wow. Uh, in in the more mature, stable countries that we're in, Kenya, Rwanda, Uganda, you know, it only takes another couple cents mm-hmm. for us to go out to the village and find the people and give them money. Um, in the hairier places where we haven't been as long, Liberia, DRC, uh, where there are some pretty significant security concerns. and. Um, more complicated local context uh, can t- cost us up to a dime to get the money to, to people.
0: So, in most cases, less than 10 cents on the dollar to. Yeah,
3: yeah I, th- help I, these I think people. globally, overall, all in, we're getting 89 cents on the dollar to a recipient this year.
0: Wow. And That's we
3: got 93 cents on the dollar last year, but that was mainly due to U.S. COVID stuff.
0: Yeah, 90% is generally considered the gold standard for charities, right? Like, if you can target it's that. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. Outstanding. Uh, so are there any other stories that, I mean, you've been with the organization for, you know, since May of this year, you're still relatively new. It's been around for, what, the last couple decades, basically. Uh, yep. Can you tell a personal story about something that impacted you or that's something that you saw?
3: Yeah, I mean, so the, again, this week we've been doing the million recipient thing. Part of that was going out, checking in with people a couple years later, seeing what the lives turned out. Uh, there was this guy, teacher Nicodemus. Uh, one of the first programs we ran. Uh, he got about a thousand dollars and did some really kind of smart things with his money. Um, you know, he, he bought a solar panel to help the rest of the village charge the cell phones that they just got, and charged them, you know, a few bucks to do that every month. Um, and he talked about like the economics of it for about five minutes. But what he spent. The rest of his time on was, you know, he improved his house. He replaced the mud with brick, replaced, replaced the straw with steel on the roof, um, got some electricity through the solar panel, um, found a wife, had a kid, got the kid baptized. Like, you know, his, his, his story was, you know, getting out of survival mode, let him find love, let him build a family, um, hmm. let him have a life worth living. Um, and the grin on the you know, and that was just out of reach for him. Um, and we made that happen, or you you know our donors made that happen, and right. we just facilitated it uh, and that's you know it 's easy to get lost in spreadsheets it 's easy to get lost in economics and local money multipliers and efficiency and all that, but it 's really about giving people a chance to live life worth living um and that had a big impact
2: on me too. wow.
0: That's a great story. You, yeah, thank yeah. you for uh, for sharing that.
2: And uh, let's see. Do you guys have any questions for for him? No, I just I was I was, uh, was kind of hit by when he said you know buying a cow like that's yeah. like I've seen documentaries about you know the poverty in Africa and it, it's there's people eating what do they call it um they, they're they're living on what they call lettuce but it's basically just grass like that's yeah. around and really? they they boil the heck out of it and they choke it down and that's literally all they have and if you have a cow you are rich you're like the rich guy that's
3: your food bill in half for a family of four two cows gives you surplus to pay for your kids school fees
2: it's huge wow Mm. that's a big deal that's that's a big advantage
0: uh i'm glad that you uh you're enjoying this work it sounds really rewarding and it, it makes you know an impact to to help people like this so kudos
3: Thank you so much. And a big shout! I know you guys are big supporters of the crypto community. They gave us about $70 million this year, or oh, $70 awesome. million today, at about $47 million this year. Oh, that's a great
0: um, question to ask. It I sort of escaped me. You guys take crypto donations? We are one of the few that will take pretty much everything
3: that can happen. We've got our okay. own
0: hard wallet. Uh, we've got third-party wallets.
3: We do a lot in Ether. We take uh, royalties from NFT, auctions from Artblocks, and folks like that actively looking for a blockchain solution to make my accounting public source, uh, Mm. open source, so people can track their own dollars from uh, the front door to the back door. So if anybody's working on anything like that, I'd love to talk to them.
2: That's great. Is that
0: something that's in the standard uh, checkout when you're giving, or do you have to contact you to do a crypto?
3: Uh, So if it's it's the standard stuff, if you're giving Ether or Bitcoin or something like that, there are buttons on the kind of donate here page on givedirectly.org. Uh, We're happy to take it that way. If you've got something exotic uh, that we don't have a button for, give me a call. You know, I've taken everything from wrapped Ether to NFTs to
0: whatever. Cool. So, they can just hit the yeah. contact us button on uh yeah, info in,
3: in so at give and they'll get, get you in touch with me and we'll trade keys.
0: Perfect! All right, love it, man. That's great to know. I'm going to add that uh, bullet point here to our uh, to our ad copy because that they didn't tell me yeah, that, that should part, be in there for sure and it didn't like pop out at me when I went to the site. So, good to know. Uh, Jason Waters, the CFO over at give directly. So, you know, you want to use a credit card, debit card, or cryptocurrency, head over to give dot dot com and help some really uh, impoverished people there in, uh, in Kenya. And uh, Jason, thanks man. Anything else you want to share real fast?
3: No, thank you guys for your support. Um, it's good stuff. To check out the uh, GD Live gives you all the stories on the filters of what people do with money and how it changed their lives.
0: What was that? GD Live? Yep.
3: Uh, yeah, so it's basically a blog post whenever our IA team goes out in the field, unfiltered translations of what people said about us and what they did with the money.
0: Is that over at givedirectly.org? Yep, it's on givedirectly.org. should be at the top. Perfect. Live. Thanks, Jason. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate you being on. we got more coming up here on Free Talk Live in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Funds are open if you want to join us here. At 603-283-6160 coming up. We've got artificial intelligence as a topic. What is that all about? What are, you know, some of the latest trends in that area? Of course you can bring up whatever is on your mind. Ian Bonnie and Matt in the studio here tonight. And uh, just a moment ago, the uh, gentleman we had on the line from Give Directly did mention that you can contribute via cryptocurrency. But maybe you're too new; you don't have any crypto to give out because you haven't taken the time to learn about it yet. And it's not hard to learn about these things. You just have to take a little bit of time. There's a you know slight learning curve, but it's easier now than it's ever been to get involved in the world of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Head over to Bitcoin.com. And click Get Started at the top of the page, and you can find introductory videos there. Just if you got limited on time, just watch the first one. It'll take you all three minutes of your life, and you'll get some of the basic concepts down about cryptocurrency and some of the new ideas that you do have to kind of process through in order to uh, to get this stuff down. But it's so important. In fact, might be a good time to take a look. Uh, Bitcoin just dipped down again uh, below fifty thousand dollars today. It's right around forty eight thousand dollars. Per Bitcoin right now, and that's down from around sixty-eight thousand dollars like a month ago. Or... So what
2: you're saying is Bitcoin is over?
0: No, I'm saying it's a Christmas <laughs> sale, oh. holiday, <laughs> holiday sale right now. Uh, now, of course, we don't know. It might go down further, or it might shoot up in the next ten minutes. The you... sky is falling. That's well, also the sky's also the limit. Uh, so that's you know, <laughs> that's right. You never know what's going to happen. The but limit is falling. It's very <laughs> important to learn about this. Get over to Bitcoin.com. And if you are not new to Bitcoin, you can go and uh, you can watch, check out their news site. They've got the latest news headlines there every single day over at news.bitcoin.com. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts, and we'll get into artificial intelligence coming up here in a moment. But uh, Dominic is on the line, and I forgot to ask where you were calling from. So, what's on your mind tonight?
6: Yeah,
7: I'm calling from Ohio.
5: Welcome,
0: um, sir.
7: So, this past weekend, I can't remember what day of the week it was, I heard you guys on free talk live talking about Ukraine and, um, Ukraine's been in the news quite a bit this week Mm -hmm. or lately. And, um, I wanted to share sort of, um, a struggle, if you will, that I've been having, that I've been thinking about that I think would be good to share with people. Sure. Sometimes it's so difficult to, you know, not to fall into that us versus them mindset. Um, I I heard someone say that oh I don't think anyone any of our listeners would go to Ukraine I've actually been there twice and um, wow. I have some distant family connections there and I've I've got some friends there so on one hand I can empathize with them and I guess the struggle that they're facing but then for listeners the that hand, don't
0: know uh, supposedly the Russian government is amassing large numbers of troops. Just over the border from Ukraine. That's at least been in the news over the last week.
7: Yeah. And um, today, it was either today or yesterday, um, one of the U.S. senators for um, the state of Mississippi said that um, Biden should drop a nuclear weapons on Russia. If oh, my they... God. Who said that? Um, I can't remember. Mississippi. His, it might be Wickham or something. Um, mm-hmm. He's a U.S. senator. From Some psychopath.
1: On Ukraine, not on Russia? I mean, I, I way, wouldn't gonna... support either one, but yeah. what is the point of doing it onto Ukraine if they're supposed to be like the good guys in the situation?
7: Well, I mean, it wouldn't, make a, it wouldn't make much of a difference. It's going to be Ukraine, fallout all Russia. around.
1: Uh, yeah. It's just still, yeah. why would you say, oh, just bomb the one that's about to be invaded? I just don't get it. Are, are you sure he didn't say russia
0: it doesn't i mean what does it does it, it doesn't matter this person wants which to when you're targeting
1: matters i mean still it would start a well, world war
7: the the point i want to make is that um so biden sat down with putin yesterday and said that the u.s won't send soldiers to ukraine to defend them but um if russia were to invade ukraine they would have um sanctions and it would basically cripple the Russian economy. And to get to my point here, that might sound like, yeah, you know, the, the Ukrainians deserve that justice to, you know, um, retaliate against the Russians. But then I was thinking, everyday Russian people who have nothing to do with their government and don't like their government, still have to be punished for something they have no control over yeah that's the most
0: important point to remember whenever you hear politicians talking about sanctions they're talking about making it difficult for the people to live because the bureaucrats in russia are still going to be fat and happy Yeah, they're going to be fine they're still going to be taken care of and the people like look at venezuela for instance look in uh, cuba it's the people that suffer from the u.s sanctions that they're not allowed to do business with people in the united states they're not allowed to make meaningful uh you know business relationships and arrangements and you know make their lives better through that through trade and they're prohibited from from all of the benefits of being able to trade with people who are willing to trade with them it's absolutely tragic and in a country you know that's very small like you know venezuela or cuba it's even more impactful i mean russia i think probably wouldn't really be that big of a big of a hit they're a humongous country and they trade with plenty of places around the planet so i don't think Russia's going to be starving right. uh, or anything like that over this it's just uh it's tragic because sanctions hurt the people and they're not the ones who are at fault
1: and just for sake of being clear i looked it up and it says governor or no sorry senator wicker of mississippi suggests u.s could nuke russia over ukraine invasion and claims everything is on the table that's just so stupid and yeah nuts like i don't know let's just destabilize destabilize the entire uh area that ukraine is also in just because you know they might invade another country it's crazy started a world war it's terrifying that that person is supposedly in charge of um, an entity that's supposedly a part of New Hampshire too. It'd be much better if we could just break away from that person altogether. No
0: Dominic, anything else you want to share tonight? Yeah.
7: Um, well, I was curious to hear your thoughts going back to like 2014 when Russia invaded Crimea. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I feel like that's a difficult topic, and the U.S. media. I've, it's either biased US media or biased Russian media. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I don't on know that. much
0: about it. Can you give me a rundown? I mean, I don't even know where Crimea is. So
7: Crimea is the pen, peninsula um south of Ukraine and um, oh, okay. it's it's been a part of Ukraine, I guess since like part of the time in the Soviet Union, but um in 2014 um Russian forces invaded Crimea. They held a referendum, and the referendum said that like 97 percent of the country wants to be Russian. Hmm. So I I don't know. On one hand, it's like oh well, the people want you know um, what that's what people decided they want to do. Um, but it was at was it at gunpoint? Do mm-hmm. they actually want to be? I don't know. It, it's 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 really difficult for me to think about them. So curious, Crimea curious is
0: no, no longer considered part of Ukraine.
7: No one recognized it, or everyone recognized it as being Ukrainian, but it's de facto Russian right now.
0: Yeah, because I was going to say, I'm just looking at the the Google map, and there is definitely like one of those dotted lines separating it from Ukraine, as far as this looks like it is the national and national boundary line here.
1: It's just scary to think of all the people that would be affected if Russia does go into Ukraine, Um, like my little brother, that got adopted in May, mm-hmm. came from the border of Ukraine and Russia. He was just in a, you know, an orphanage, helpless, and well, I'm sure they still. Lucky for him,
0: he got out. But what about the? Yeah, you know, there's
1: the, all his little his friends family, probably friends. still there.
0: It's sad, Dominic. Uh, it's like you know, Russia. You're not big enough. And you need to be messing with Ukraine, which is what one, one fiftieth the size of Russia. I mean, Russia is a humongous <laughs> country. It's ridiculous. It is. Thanks for yeah. sharing the uh, the call. appreciate your thoughts here tonight, Dominic. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I mean, I was reading about... There was a book that I was reading when I was in jail this most recent time. It was one of the ones that was in the book library at the jail. It was all about Poland and how it's been fought over for you know, forever, basically. And it did go into some of the ongoing conflicts between... Ukraine and and others east. Yeah, of Poland's in that a bad area. spot.
2: Yeah. A lot of this depends on like where wars are fought off, and you'll you'll find regardless of what the politicians are barking back and forth at each other, it usually has to do with geography. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the Balkan states, they've basically been at war for two thousand straight yeah. years, and that's not an accident. It has everything to do with where they're located.
1: Bulgaria has the worst pop music. It's so awful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, we got more coming up here. Uh, something else that may or may not be awful is artificial intelligence. And Bonnie, you had a story about this. Some people are complaining that it is making inequality between humans worse somehow. And you're going to tell us about that coming up here in moments. Plus, some of the topics, uh, statistics about AI. Where are we at with this stuff right now? Like, how close are we to robot servants? And uh, whatever other things, AI is going to take over jobs, right? Like take over burger flipping, that kind of thing. Uh, So if you want to comment on artificial intelligence and what's coming next, you can join us here at 603-283-6160 or bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live.
4: Free Talk Live.
0: It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of this program. Phones open if you want to join us. Six oh three-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves here. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Matt in the studio tonight. And uh, we got artificial intelligence still to come here to discuss. We already talked about some states, apparently, are already talking about the vaccine passport, possibly at a statewide level. Uh, It hasn't happened yet, but... It isn't wintertime yet. They're already building up the fear around the uh, Omicron variant, and they might have another one by wintertime. Who knows? Uh, But, uh, Bonnie, you wanted to discuss AI here tonight. Before we get into that, though, I do have a quote from Nobody, and and thanks to Bonnie for putting these Nobody quotes together. Our friend and co-host, Nobody, is sadly prohibited from being on this show under some Very restrictive bail conditions, uh, sadly, in the Crypto 6 case, where the federal government raided these studios and our homes Uh, earlier this year, March 16th. We actually just had a film crew here from Mexico tonight that was shooting a potential documentary about the subject, so it was cool uh, meeting those guys, but... Sadly, uh, nobody could not be here to join us. He's not allowed to be on the air under the insane bail conditions. I'm under some insane bail conditions as well uh, on home confinement in my case. So nobody's not under home confinement, but he can't speak on the radio. I can speak on the radio, but I can't leave without permission uh, from my house. I can't use an unmonitored uh, laptop or cell phone. It's just crazy. So Bonnie, because he's not allowed to be on the show, you've taken the time to find some classic nobody quotes from his appearances on Free Talk Live in the past, maybe some of his writings, yep. uh, etc. So here's one that uh, some might find a little controversial. He said, quote, if you're a Southern cop, you've probably got a couple bodies under your belt that you're not talking about, unquote. Actually,
2: now, I pretty gotta, easy to believe. <laughs> I got to
0: say... That is not fair uh, to northern cops. To suggest that southern cops are more likely than... I mean, does this suggest that southern cops are more likely than other cops to have bodies? Or is he just saying that southern cops have bodies, too? I'm not real clear.
1: Just for the context, um, the reason he was talking about southern cops in particular is because there was this scumbag politician in Louisiana during the uh, Black Lives Matter protest last year. That was saying if a group of people comes into my town and wants to be, you know, Black Lives Matter protesters, I'm going to shoot them. And, it, uh, oh, wow, you—it was a episode with you and nobody talking. You you guys came to find out that he was an, an um, sorry, not undercover cop, a retired cop. Mm. And that's why nobody was saying, yeah, I'm sure he would shoot somebody. Because you know? he's done it before. So, yeah. And Louisiana, I, I could believe that maybe they're the most dangerous cops, if not like Texas or Alabama, Florida. Now, I mean, I'll Florida. Go,
0: i And I've been on record before about the keen New Hampshire police. I do think they're not as bad as
2: some of the cops down in Florida where I'm from.
1: I Only mean, because just, they've been trained by you. <laughs> I was going to
2: say, they've been beaten in submission by free staters for the last 15 years, so...
1: <sighs> maybe, I mean, but...
0: I think even before we got here, I don't think that they were as out of control as some of the other cops. That, I don't
2: know. Uh, I think there's some pretty dirtbag cops on the key.
0: I mean,
1: Hills, completely... Hillsborough is really bad, and they're yeah, just 20 yeah, minutes away. Yeah,
2: okay. You're making a strong argument there. The, 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 uh, the, the cop really isn't a profession so much as it is... Uh, a personality type.
1: Yeah, like a mental and, disorder. Yeah,
2: it is. And the people who become cops are people who are drawn to that because of their personality type. That's, that's generally so, true. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where they are, it's going to draw those people out of the society wherever they are. It's like the Nazi SS officers. Those people were drawn to that. Not all, no, the SS guys weren't forced into, you know, service. They were like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. Mm. Where's my, where's my Hugo boss suit, you know?
0: Well, Do we want to see? I mean, obviously, we're not going to see the end to government policing tomorrow. We still need to get more libertarians to move to New Hampshire before we can actually have a free market in protection services. So, you know, if you're a liberty-minded person, you need to get up to New Hampshire. It's the number one most free state, uh, according to multiple studies released in 2021. So, if you haven't taken the time to check this out, go look at 101reasonsfilm.com and get 101 great reasons to move up here and join them. Join the migration of freedom lovers. But now they're talking about robot cops. Would that be? an improvement over these out of control human psychopaths or would it be uh, It's an improvement, uh,
1: yes, because I'm stocking up on high powered magnets
2: (laughs) That's funny, I just ordered like 40 magnets today on Amazon (laughs) Really? I did.
1: I'm gonna just throw them at the robot dog cops when I (laughs) see them and it'll mess up their circuitry
0: I hope so. I, I presume they've come up with, uh, you know,
2: s- scenarios to deal with things like that. They I don't
0: probably know, man. have
2: Humans are always going to outsmart machines. Kind of That's why, you're, you know, I, I'm automatically thinking, where's the, I, I haven't even seen the machine. I'm already trying to think. I have a mechanical Gotta mind. I'm trying to think, like, okay, How where's, where's the off? weak spot? <laughs> you know, just pour some, uh, I don't know, something nasty
0: on it to yeah. gum it up. or I Got some muriatic acid out in the barn. All right. So, Bonnie, what is this AI uh, story you wanted to talk about here tonight?
1: It's an opinion piece from Al Jazeera uh, written by a woman named Gabriela Ramos. Artificial intelligence must not exacerbate inequality further. UNESCO has put forward a framework that can help reverse the negative trends in the AI revolution. Because, you know, government always has great ideas on how to fix problems and they always work out. We all agree that artificial intelligence, AI, has the power to drive development and even out global inequalities. Oh, even out global Hmm. inequalities. Because it can process vast amounts of data rapidly, AI is ensuring more and more people in developing countries have access to microfinance. What is microfinance?
0: I'm guessing microloans or something like that, but I'm not sure what AI has to do with that. Yeah.
1: It says healthcare and remote learning opportunities. AI helps make climate change mitigation more efficient and can help deliver housing at a quarter of the usual cost when combined with 3D printing technology. It is easy to see how it could be a game changer in the rapidly urbanizing developing world. But AI's potential to help us achieve the sustainable development goals and to reduce the global poverty is far from being realized. As research published by the International Monetary Fund last year year shows, the current trends in AI technologies are more likely to exacerbate global inequalities than to address them. And see that?
2: So what she's saying is that AI is white supremacist, racist, and...
1: I don't know it if that's what they like mean by inequalities. Oh, I haven't I I didn't know if it was going to be talking about robots like, are racist. Race. <laughs>
0: that's what I, I mean, that seems to be what the code is here. You read between the lines at least so far. I I,
1: I thought I, that it was going to say inequality in like class. Maybe. But I don't know.
0: I've not read the story.
1: I just think what's interesting about this is that the International Monetary Fund is coming out and telling people, "Oh, don't, you know, Get better technology, it'll cause inequality when they're, like, the worst, you know, people to be speaking about something like that. The international, the the IMF, they create the dollar.
0: First of all, when new technology comes out, it's always the rich people that get it first because new tech is expensive when it first comes out. Right? So, think about... Twenty years ago, you remember the first like plasma televisions that came out back
2: then. These things were fifty thousand dollars and sixty inches. I remember sitting down in a in a full like a a super super professional high end uh, audio video stores like uh, reference room, and they had an eighty eight thousand dollar remote control. Ooh yeah, and it did. Everything, all those things you can now do with your cell phone. But back, right. then, back then, I was then, watching was Jurassic deal. Park in a twenty thousand dollar chair on a you know hundred inch you know projection screen TV that was worth you know fifty grand right. with an eighty eight thousand dollar remote control that you could turn the lights and heat off and on in your house.
0: With. Now you can go down to Walmart, drop a few hundred bucks, you and it. have a huge screen television that is even thinner than the plasma screens that were twenty, you know, yep. twenty thousand or more uh, twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. So the thing is the rich people get technology first and there's nothing wrong with that. That helps the technology advance. Yes. It helps them pay
2: their bills. It and helps- even better in terms of cryptocurrency rich people don't have to be the first people to get their hands on it because you can buy little teeny amounts of it that's true but i do
0: want to hear more about what she's actually saying uh in this story with this claim about inequality and and ai what does that even mean what is ai i mean why I know should it,
1: we listen to the international monetary fund about shouldn't.
0: this uh the number is 603-283-6160 this is free talk live Talk Live. Open phones if you want to join us here. The number is 603 You want to comment on artificial intelligence and so-called inequality. This lady at wherever the hell this story is from. Al Jazeera. Uh, Al Jazeera is making the claim that it's harming The poor, I presume? We're going to get deeper into this story that uh, Bonnie brought in tonight. And what do they even mean when they're talking about AI? I'm going to channel our Friday night co-host here, uh, Chris Wade from (laughs) Think Penguin and uh, Freedom Decrypted, because whenever AI comes up and he's in the room, he always points out that there's no AI like we think about it right like in the movies with some sort of robot that can think at a like a human level or even close to a human level we don't have that that's not coming right around the corner per se um, AI is just programming it's just programs written by people at this point it's not upgrading itself we haven't hit the the singularity right we're not
2: we're not to that point there's no gray yeah. mass yet. Yeah,
0: so- I saw
1: a headline, but I didn't like research it or anything that said like blah 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 invented the first AI computers that can pr- reproduce with each other.
0: Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, But I'm
1: not sure what that means. They're like
0: microorganisms or something like that, some sort of computer. Yeah, I saw that story. I took a look at it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and kind of moved along. I mean, because when I think about AI, I think about, and it is going to probably happen, and it will probably happen in our lifetime, and maybe sooner than we think, but Matt, you play a lot of uh, a lot of games when you get the chance. You're usually fighting against human opponents. Yeah. Have you ever played the single player versions of any of these these games? Uh, just yeah, they're really boring if you ask because me. Because the c- opponents suck, yeah. right? Like the computer opponents, after what are we now, forty years of uh you know, video game development, the games have gotten to the point of photo real almost photorealistic mm-hmm. looking. I mean the, the technology and the graphics processing behind these games is absolutely incredible yeah. but half the time the ai quote-unquote ai you know characters are like running into walls yeah and they're bots <laughs> they don't Literally know what bots. the hell they're doing
2: you know it's it's all the playing against humans is infinitely more fun because yeah. you can outthink you them and them. they can outthink they, they can outthink you right you know. that's strategy
0: whereas the 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 computer controlled opponents you know they've got like a few different things that they can do to respond to the things that you do yeah. and that's it and once you learn their patterns, you kind of know what you're doing.
2: And they're on some level, like I may also have patterns. So maybe the computer could uh, you know, discover my patterns or some patterns that I, I may think in and maybe try to outmaneuver me. But at some point, I'm going to get dynamic on it and throw it a curveball and yeah. it's going to lose. So we're just not there yet. So whenever no. I hear the mainstream media talking about AI,
0: it's like they act like we're, it's some sort of serious development that is out there and i don't don't think it is but anyway bonnie go ahead with uh, more from this story
1: i'm going to reread this paragraph so listeners can understand what this article is about says ai's potential to help us achieve sustainable development goals which they have capitalized not sure what the heck that means Mm -hmm. and to reduce global poverty is far from being realized as research published by the international monetary fund last year shows the current trends in AI technologies are more likely to exacerbate global inequalities than to address them. According to a study published by Price Waterhouse Cooper in 2017, countries investing in AI technologies could see 14% growth in their GDP by 2030. While estimates of this type vary, all agree that these economic returns will be very unevenly distributed. So there we go. That
2: would be terrible.
0: So 14% growth in GDP is what they're expecting. And oh, poor, you know, somebody's not going to get their piece of the pie out of this. And look, the reality is you grow the GDP, you help. You know, if rich people get a larger piece of that, you know what they do with it? They invest it.
2: Mm -hmm. They hire
0: people. They create new businesses. And they give new opportunities to people that never existed before. Right.
2: Everybody else buys uh, a new trinket.
0: Yeah, so this is the way of the world, and forcing wealth redistribution, which sounds like what this woman is going to get to yes. as her conclusion here. That's part of the
2: Great Reset. I think yeah. that's what they're going. That's what they're yeah. after. They're trying to force.
0: Well, she's citing the IMF. I mean, these yeah. are uh, these are Great Reset. I people, think. For yeah, sure.
2: I think uh, the articles like these are actually put out by the IMF because mm-hmm. they're the only people who are gone to for an opinion. You know, the yeah. IMF and and you know the World Bank and places like that. The only people you hear hearing. Getting to uh, air an opinion or guidance in the article, they don't go to the local economics professor. Or me, or somebody like that. Well, you don't
0: want to go to the local economics professor in most cases because they're probably a Keynesian. And as we it's just probably true, it's probably we, true, but they're not.
2: They're not approaching Walter Block.
0: We were doing mm-hmm. a little bit of research and on the IMF, and guess who was one of the co-founders? Well, it was John John Maynard Mayer Keynes, Keynes, who is the founder of Keynesianism, which
2: is the the, uh, the truth and the way and the light. If you go to the pro, college for yeah, uh, the pro government people for yeah. uh, for economics,
1: economics that pe- just literally makes no sense when you actually start learning about the other types. Or you know the fact that Austrian economics is also out there. You're like, oh wait, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah and if you look at the, if them. you
2: look at modern economics, like what what Keynesianism has led to, we live in a severely economically ill time, and uh, it's propped up by <laughs> it's held together by tape at this point.
1: Basically, Keynesian economics is oh, you just keep spending money, and that will make us somehow.
0: Yeah. You know, come out of a recession. Yeah. But I think the Biden administration is going full on into that right now. And uh, how that's working out with record level inflation. Of course, Trump did the exact same thing. It's just Biden is continuing uh, that particular system. So, uh, Bonnie, was there more worth sharing from this story or we pretty much we pretty much get the point of it?
1: Well, it says, according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which sounds, you know, like you guys are saying, uh, wealth redistribution, Mm -hmm. around three quarters of all new digital innovation and patents are produced by just 250 firms. Oh, I know. Just get rid of patents.
0: Yeah, that would be fantastic. I suspect they're not going to suggest that, though.
1: Out of the 15 biggest digital platforms we use, eight are from the U.S. and six are Chinese. By 2030, North America and China will have made trillions of dollars worth of profit while developing countries will still be reeling from the economic aftershocks of the pandemic, which we know has already led to increased inequalities and worsened poverty. Oh, I know. Just stop uh, closing down your countries due to COVID.
0: That would help, too. Mm -hmm. And there's no doubt that being in a developing country is a tough situation for those folks and we were just talking with a guy from uh, give directly about helping people in dire need of assistance in places like voluntarily voluntarily but uh you know the reality is of course the innovations are going to come from the wealthier nations that's just the that's just the reality of it you're not going to all of a sudden catch kenya up Uh, you know, in any sort of short order by slowing down the other developments. You want those developments to come out. She touched on it earlier. She mentioned that 3D printing is going to revolutionize the uh, the housing manufacturing business. Making
1: housing cheaper only helps people who live in mud huts. Yeah,
0: it helps the people who are poorest the most. Why would I care if... Okay, sure. Somebody who is super rich might benefit too. They're going to have the their next house is going to be cheaper.
1: Good for them. Or even sooner, who cares? Who cares? Right. Like if as long as it's going towards a, a general trend of everyone going up in the in the world economy. Here. Right. If
0: you could roll a 3D printer into the, the town with the mud huts and just start printing people new, you know, new shacks or whatever to live in for next to zero cost, I bet Directly
1: could probably do something like that in the Someday. future if it got cheap enough. Yeah. This next uh, quote from her, she says, in the words of the speculative fiction writer William Gibson, the future is here. It's just unevenly distributed.
0: All right, we're going to continue here in moments. Well, get used to it, lady, because you can't force this fix.
8: Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable, and no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class.
0: Free talk live, phones open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603 603-283- 283 6160. And Pre-Talk Live is brought to you by Intercoin. We've been telling you that Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. For the first time, you can get it on an exchange. Uh, it's called X Markets, eXmarkets.com with just an email address. You can register there and keep your privacy intact. And then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use those Tethers to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR on ExMarkets.com. EXMarkets.com, you just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. We go to uh, our co-host, who has unfortunately been out for the last couple weeks. Joa is on the line from breaking the flaw, his channel on Odyssey and YouTube, uh, Joa, you Thank from what from what I understand, you got arrested on your birthday. I did. Jeez. Wrongfully. Well, of course.
9: Wrongfully arrested. Yeah. Well, maybe they you know the sheriffs are doing what they're supposed to do, but uh, yeah, apparently it was an error in uh, the court system to the DMV. Whoops. And uh, yeah, and this has been ongoing. Uh, and I, I should be getting reimbursed for a couple uh, reinstatement fees.
0: And how about your lost time? Things too. I mean, how much time? Oh, did you how about your have? birthday of, party? Yeah, like... you missed your party. Well, I didn't miss my party. Oh really? went oh, really? on My way.
9: I, I was going to. No, I didn't miss it. I was totally there. Oh okay, it was cool. Great. And but hey, anyway, I would say I, this is one thing I love about the community. Is like I didn't ask for a party, and like <laughs> people just like brought themselves there. They knew I'd be there. And uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I
0: thought you were on your way to the party when you got arrested. I mean, that sounds like well, you were at I least was, late.: I was
9: going to go there I was going there first, okay. stop there first and then change and go back. and uh, they got me, you know and Damn. yeah, it's ridiculous how they did it. and like I, I really felt like threatened with my life at one point too, because the supervisor was not kind, and uh, I was open carrying, and that's what we do here in New Hampshire.
0: Now, uh, yeah, you're at a First Amendment auditor. Yet, uh, you're uh, yeah. constantly recording your interactions with not just police, but all kinds of bureaucrats of all shapes and sizes. And uh, so is there footage of, the, of this arrest? There is. I
9: had my body cam running in the car the whole nice. time. So uh, we're going to see what that reveals. I actually haven't looked at it yet.
0: Oh, OK. So, so it's not time. it's not yet on your channel at this point? No, you know, see,
9: I had abandoned my my vehicle for a few days and mm-hmm. uh, just happened to be in there and so I just I've been busy, really. Yeah. I've been on the phone, guys uh, for about, I don't know, 20 hours, maybe total. Uh, so you had your waiting. license
0: suspended over a fine that you'd already paid, you told me, twice.
9: Yes, I've already had paid for it twice so the second time, <laughs> I didn't know why I was paying for it second time, but they had suspended my license. i have paid for that that same thing Three times.
0: Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah.
9: Just because I want to be able to drive, right?
0: And they still and arrested you. They'd never cleared the thing in the system.
9: Right. So it was a clear default on a, a ticket, which I actually did uh, community service for. Um, and uh, I was happy to do it with the Shire Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, and I paid off my ticket. It was all cleared. But for some reason, actually, I think I know what the reason is because they admitted this to me, is that they actually uh, put my ID number in wrong
0: when wow. they were in when they were inputting the payment info. Yeah, Hillsborough Court. That's correct. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure it was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I meant to say on accident too. <laughs> wow. Okay. So now you're facing charges. You're expecting that they're going to drop these yeah. charges and r- driving. I presume driving while license suspended is the charge. Did they hit you with anything else?
9: Uh, nope, that's it. Just but that one. They sure spent uh, more time on the side of the road looking at my gun. Hmm. <laughs> they didn't care about much else, i tell you.
1: Wow. It seems like if they, it's their clerical error, it should be something they that jumps right to the front of the line and they immediately <laughs> take care of it for
0: <laughs> oh, you. Oh, we're so
9: sorry, well, right, sir. Like, I shouldn't have to do any work, right? Yeah. yeah. They should just be, like, jumping because they're
0: public servants and they don't want to do anyone wrong. Yep. Oh, yeah, no, they're all about service. Yeah.
2: They can't wait yeah, to be right. their best. <laughs>
0: All right. So uh, basically, that's why you're not here on Thursday nights is because you don't want to drive here because they're going to, you know, until this gets cleared up, you might get arrested again. Right? Exactly. Okay.
9: Yeah, it's just uh, it's such a headache. I believe I got most of it cleared up, but I need the charges dropped. I need uh, from Cheshire, I guess it was Cheshire. Sheriff's actually pulled me over uh, and arrested me, which is really interesting because you don't usually see them pulling people over like that. Yeah, never. Yeah, really strange. Very strange
0: uh, folks can follow you online you, as, as I said, you do a uh, Odyssey channel, which is of course better than YouTube, but there's you're still it on YouTube actually. for now uh, over at a uh, channel named Breaking the flaw, so check him out obviously you're not they, going uh, you're not going around doing a lot of the uh, the First Amendment audits because you can't physically get somewhere unless someone drives you to it, but I imagine you've got plenty of footage that you can be editing and putting you know fresh stuff online you get you got your hands full always.
9: Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to be producing some uh, fresh new content for y'all. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I got a new, nice new laptop, be able to edit things uh, well. And
0: nice. should nice. be better. Should all right. Be better. Cool, Joe. Anything else you want to share with our audience tonight?
9: No, and uh, I just want to say uh, I'm trying to encourage as many First Amendment auditors to call in, and uh, maybe we can get some to call in. I'm going to keep spreading the word amongst these uh, live chats and stuff. And, all right,
0: great. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Glad you're out there and all right, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.
9: Great, thanks, Ian.
0: That's Joe Take there care, from uh, Yep. Thank you uh, from Breaking the Flaw. Uh, be sure to check him out. Does amazing work. Super ballsy activist. Love that stuff, and love the fact that there's at least a couple, few of those guys uh, that are really active up here in New Hampshire. And uh, you know, the more, the merrier. The more people we can get holding these bureaucrats accountable, uh, the better off we all are.
1: Yep, Joe's work I, I think is just invaluable at it's showing incredible. people what these bureaucrats are actually like like the fact that
0: how rude that they can be yeah, or yeah.
1: just the fact that they believe that they aren't even supposed to be filmed right. until they learn through this process oh actually it's totally legal for him to film me
0: yeah there's like something called how the they start Eighth amendment of the New Hampshire constitution if i recall correctly that says government should be open and accountable that's in the New Hampshire constitution so yeah he should be able to record and so should you yeah and if and, you know, if you don't want to record bureaucrats every interaction, at least learn your phone and learn how to use your recording feature on the phone. So that, that way, if some bureaucrat starts giving you trouble, just say, excuse me, one moment. And Am I pull getting that, that, that phone, on the record? Yeah. Pull that phone out and say, excuse me, can you say that again? <laughs> right. So you could just have it ready to go if you're not going to just constantly do it uh, like like he does, which is I, I love that. I mean, but, you know. These guys need to get used to being on the record. They need to get used to people seeing that you know how they behave, and then maybe they'll change how they you know their attitude. I don't know. <sighs>
2: zero, zero hope for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Zero.
0: Well, the best thing I think that we can do uh, besides encourage people like Joe and support them directly and, you know, help them by watching and liking their videos, donating directly uh, to them and sharing them is to get more people like him here in New Hampshire. They're
2: truly doing the Lord's work.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, like he said, I don't think that they're ever going to change their attitudes, but they might be tired of having to deal with new hampshire riots or whatever you call us
2: some of them will quit some of
0: them will
1: leave or you know go be a bureaucrat in massachusetts
2: exactly for what i've seen in the past though it's usually the ones that aren't absolutely horrible that get a straight job yeah that's true they get tired of all the crap they get tired of it and you know like i said i have a i have a family member who's a cop and they've basically done everything they can to run him out of the department they hate his guts Hmm. and he's a very well-respected guy person in his community too by everybody and i think that's why the rest of the cops hate him mm.
0: coming up a website called tidio did a survey about ai trends in 2021 and what do people actually think about it what are they you know what's the latest with ai statistical give you know, th- one of them to start out here Sixty-nine uh, percent, approximately of college graduates believe ai could take their job or make it irrelevant in just a few years. These are people oh, well. who are college graduates. So just throw away that diploma because it's completely worthless. And if you're not yet in college, kids, don't bother. Yeah, waste of time. For Learn to part, fix robots. Yeah, there you go. For the most part, uh, college is a total waste of time, a total waste of money. But we'll get into this here in moments. So you can share your thoughts on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. Number 603 6160 that's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, Ian here, and Bonnie, and Matt. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And if you want to help out Free Talk Live with what we do here, help us get the ideas of liberty on more great radio stations, we're on over 185 radio stations coast-to-coast, Throughout the week at various different times, the total per week is 185 stations. So, thanks to all those great stations, but also thanks to listeners like James Hellerman for joining the Free Talk Live AMPS program. It is uh, brand new. We used to have the AMP program, it is now AMPS. It stands for Advertise, Markets, uh, Promote, and Support of Free Talk Live. So, uh, it is now on the Patreon platform. And if you would like to learn more about it and join, as James has done, he is a gold level, which means James is contributing at least 10 bucks a month to Amps. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. We definitely appreciate the support. And by the way, I do want to let uh, people chatting out there know uh, in various different chat rooms, we're streaming on something like a dozen uh, video streaming platforms out there. And we do see your chats, um, but... If you want to be commenting with us, the best way to do it is to call in. It's a call-in talk show. Uh, we'd love to have more, you know, interactions on the phones. Uh, but you know, I do look over and, and read the chats. Usually, it's not during the show segments. So sometimes during one of the breaks, but not every break, because usually I'm doing other things like you know, researching a topic or answering phones, that sort of thing. So we don't have a producer here. We do all the work ourselves in this studio so everyone you see on the cameras is everyone that's involved uh here at free talk Live. there's not some huge budget with a bunch of people you know running a board or answering phones for us Anyway, uh, so feel free to join us. The number's there on your screen. It's 603-283-6160. Recently, Boston Dynamics released video of dancing robots. Have you guys seen this stuff? Yes.
1: Not the dancing ones, necessarily, but I've seen their dogs. The
0: dog
2: one is super creepy.
0: How about the one where the robot like runs around and like does jumping yes. flips yeah. and stuff? That's scary. Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, So they asked 1,200 people over at Tidio.com, T-I-D-I-O.com, and asked people questions about, well, what form should AI take to inspire trust? What responsibilities are we willing to delegate to artificial intelligence? Which professions will be automated by machines and software? And here's some of the statistics that they claim are nine shocking AI stats. Uh, The survey revealed that more and more people are open to the idea of incorporating AI into their daily lives. They don't mind AI taking over everyday tasks or being involved in decision-making processes. On the other hand, AI adoption is fraught with doubts and concerns about risks. Here are some of the more interesting trends. So, As I mentioned before, 69% roughly of college graduates believe AI could take their job or make it irrelevant in a few years. Not
1: your job, then. It's the robot's job. Well, that's an important point.
0: About jobs generally that you've just touched on there, Bonnie, it's not your job. You may be in that position and you may be good at that position, but ultimately it's the owner of the company's job and the owner of the company has to do what's what they consider to be the best thing for their business and the best thing to keep their business profitable. And if that's eliminating humans... From a particular line of work and replacing it with machine replacing those people with machines that's the decision that they're going to have to make and so it is not your job you have no claim over that job
1: when i worked at walmart i would always tell the other workers i can't wait for this to just be a giant vending machine like people (laughs) it should be people just go into like the parking lot with you know one of those things like at a bank that sends you... Those uh, vacuum
0: tubes? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And they put on a little tablet what they want, and then the vacuum tube just sends what they ordered right there, and it's just a giant vending machine. And the people at Walmart would always say, but I would be out of a job. And I'd be like, I don't care. I, I also shop at Walmart. I'd rather go to a giant vending machine than shop at Walmart. It sucks. It
2: gives me visions of service merchandise. Do you remember I remember that. What's I that? I love going there. You got to describe it for Bonnie because okay, so it was service, so weird. Yeah, service merchandise was basically like a catalog showroom kind of place. And when you walked in right behind the cashier's desk, there was like this conveyor belt that came down out of the ceiling hmm. and there were like gnomes in the ceiling (laughs) that would put your, like magically put your package, what you bought off the floor onto the conveyor belt and it would come down out of the ceiling and it was so cool and there it is. Oh, the number matches our tag. We can go now and you'd have Hmm. your new TV, your VCR yeah, so of instead
0: whatever. of like a Walmart where there was inventory just on the floor that you'd put in a shopping cart. It just
1: came out of the warehouse. You'd get a little m- tag. warehouse. You'd,
0: yep. you'd go and you'd, you'd look on the display of whatever's in the store for the thing that you wanted, whether it's a piece of furniture or a video game or whatever. Right, I mean, they had everything. You'd take a tag uh, from the shelf. They'd have like paper tags, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. Yep. And then you'd walk up, you'd give it to the, the person at the front, and then they'd Someone behind the scenes in the stock room just
2: they were shoves gnomes. it out.
0: The, you know, shoves it down a rack, and then it comes down. And
1: why did they stop that? That's awesome.
2: I don't know. It was so cool.
1: I don't think
0: that's an interesting question. That'd be something we could look into. Uh, you know, why I presume they're out of
2: business. I know I, they closed, I haven't seen for a long time. I know
0: they closed the one in uh, in Florida um, where I grew up. But I suspect the reason they tried that model in the first place was because of uh, shrink. Right. Like if everything's in the stock room, no one's Mm -hmm. going to shove a TV, you know, down their pants and uh, try to walk out the front door or just barrel out with a, you know, something in their shopping cart. So I suspect it was all about reducing
2: costs from that. Defunct in 2002, it says. Yeah,
1: That's so weird. But even if Walmart was a giant vending machine, they would still need human people to go and like uh, stock up the the deliveries, maybe move things. So it seems like pretty much exactly what I was talking about. I wonder why it didn't work out.
2: Yeah, well, well, we'll look into the that The company lost market share in its housewares and electronic sectors and to giant discounters such as Walmart and hmm. Bed Bath & Beyond and later Best Buy and Circuit City. They just got crushed. They got crushed.
1: People yeah. might think that I sound mean or rude when I'm saying like, oh, I didn't care if my employee, uh, em, fellow employees lost their jobs because Walmart turned into a vending machine. Mm-hmm. But the reality is they would still have jobs. They, They're the lowest. I mean, the people that I worked with at Walmart for the most part are like the lowest- um not not achieving and low skill but mm-hmm. also lowest wanting to do m- as much as they could for their lives people They had no ambitions N- lowest ambition mm-hmm. people so if if you want to be the lowest ambition person in the robot world you can be the person who dusts the robots <laughs> and if you that doesn't make you enough right. money you're going to have to get some more ambition and That's energy these people would be like ugh it's time for us to go face the shelves and just act mm-hmm. like it was like you know so hard and you know i I just can't stand people like that.
0: Sounds like you are the right person to leave that job.
1: Yeah, I quit on Halloween because they scheduled me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which was the right move.
0: I think that with service merchandise, it was probably, I'm just going to guess, just from my few experiences of shopping there, you know, you had to wait. Right. There wasn't that instant gratification of, mm-hmm. ooh, you know, grab the Lego thing, put it in your as a kid. Right. That's what I was interested in back mm-hmm. then. Sure. Uh, like grab the Legos off the shelf, put it in the cart and go check out. No, you had to go and give a ticket and then you had to wait till the thing came on the conveyor belt. And so you didn't have that instant gratification. And that's what people are looking for. They're not looking yeah. to wait
2: around. And I thought the conveyor belt was so cool. Though. <laughs> it, here it, here it, it was comes. unusual That's yeah, ours, was dad.
1: You know? Oh, and. You reminded me on Tuesday, you and Ario were wondering what is the Tickle Me, tickle me Elmo yeah. of the year? I haven't worked at Walmart since 2019, but when I worked there, I worked in the toy section and it was absolutely LOLOMG dolls.
0: Those are those um, girls' dolls that have like the secrets.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Well, they have like surprises and stuff like that. Like, gotcha. you can get a little container and not know which doll you bought. But. They're just like big heads, little bodies and that was and like those the are big, this big year, thing you're saying? They're probably still big this year, but oh my god, it was like they were flying off the shelves.
0: You're saying in the past?
1: In 2019?
0: Okay.
1: Christmas 2019, yeah?
0: Cashiers, drivers and translators are among the jobs most likely to be replaced according to respondents. 63% of respondents said cashiers, 51% said drivers and translators are going to be taken over by AI technology. And you know, those seem like pretty good guesses. Right. Yeah. And translation, I mean the Google Translate's a pretty darn mm-hmm. pretty darn effective app. It'll get you past, it'll get you yeah.
2: by where you need to go.
0: Uh, about 25% of respondents also believe customer service representatives and warehouse workers are next in line. Well, you better believe Amazon is working hard to figure out ways to automate warehouse workers. Yep. You know, they're they're bringing as many machines into those warehouses as they possibly can. Uh, but yet they still have people running around on the floor trying to bring one thing from one place yeah, to another.
2: Yeah, I was also wondering how much they try to fudge the numbers because all you ever hear about is how hard, how overworked the Amazon people are. And it's like not even funny. They're basic and they're serious. They're getting crushed there. If you if you work at Amazon, it ain't an easy life. Some people love it. I know. They yeah, and it's interesting because
0: like there was this one lady I remember seeing a story where you know of course there was a, the sort of the perspective of, that oh my god this is so brutal and then they interviewed this one lady is like I've lost a hundred pounds. <laughs> 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 she loves it. Uh, Thanks Amazon. Here. Hour number three is on the way. Your thoughts on AI are welcome on Free Talk Live. So you've signed the Shire Society Declaration and are planning your move to New Hampshire to be around more liberty-oriented people. Next, sign up for the Shire Society Forum at forum.shiresociety.com. There are a bunch of people there who are already in the Shire, and they want to meet you. If you're already in the Shire physically, you should also come by the forums. Remember, not everyone uses Facebook. New people are signing up for the Shire Society Forum every month, so drop in and say hello at forum.shiresociety.com. free
5: talk
0: live it's free talk live the number if you want to join us take control of the airwaves we kick off a third hour of the show at 603-283-6160 we're talking about artificial intelligence taking our jobs taking our <laughs> jobs <laughs> the jobs no one really wanted anyway 603-283-6160 And as Bonnie pointed out, there will be more jobs. There will Probably be no,
1: more jobs than before if there's robots.
0: More things invented for people to do once the crappiest jobs are taken by robots. We can continue the discussion here, Ian, Bonnie, and Matt, in the studio tonight. We're also going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. The number again, 603-283-6160. According to a survey conducted by Tidio, T-I-D-I-O dot they uh, surveyed over 1,200 people, and uh, nearly 69% of college graduates think AI could take their job and make it irrelevant in a few years, Or uh, and they're predicting cashiers, drivers, and translators are going to be some of the first jobs to be replaced. Third point, more than 45% of people have a positive attitude toward AI taking control of the economy. Some claim that AI could prevent corruption and improve the economy. Well as long as there's a government gang around, you're not going to prevent corruption. <laughs> They're uh, firmly ensconced in control over our lives and power corrupts. and if they start using robots, it'll just you know they'll just be robots used to abuse and and yep. harm people. like those cop uh, police robots. Uh, more than 60% of respondents would use a self-driving AI taxi during heavy traffic. Terrifying. According to that story. Uh, Would you? Would you guys?
1: No. Yeah. I give
0: it a shot. Why not? During heavy traffic, I wonder if that would mean that it's safer because the thing's going slower. The idea of like
1: speeding at like 70 miles an hour down a highway on something that I can't control is just no. I mean,
0: the, the question is a taxi. So, would you take any taxi? Because you're not in control of a human-controlled taxi.
1: Well, the, even a human isn't in control of is kind of scary, because it could just be like, this is the turn. Like, sometimes Google Maps does that. It's just like, this is the turn. Pfft. I mean, like, if, if you were just following Google Maps and you did what it said no matter what, because you're a robot, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Craig you a could hard be, ride at 30 miles an hour. And-
1: yeah, like on a, on a bridge. Sometimes in San Antonio and Austin, um, it was just being built up so fast. It was like, happening faster than Google Maps could, uh, you know, account for. Mm-hmm. And I would be on a overhead bridge, and it would think I was on the ground. Hmm. So, I mean, it would be like, turn left here, and it's and you it would, would fly wrong. off into space. Yeah. So, yeah, so what if Google Maps is the people that are behind the future self-driving cars, right. and it just is like, I'm a robot, I do what Google Maps says, and it just flies off. That's terrifying. Yeah, At least a human error, wouldn't do an that.
0: An
2: error like that could be quite destructive the phone's lighting up i wonder if that's
0: sarah why you're right about in- that somebody who's a big fan of artificial intelligence when it comes to cars no i think i think oh, sarah yeah. wants to see ai cars uh sarah you're on free talk live <laughs> you were guessing yeah, you, didn't. you know, I was my totally favorite
6: guessing. Is the you know my favorite is that robocops red light cameras you know they do a way better job of policing drivers than than real police officers that's why they hate those things so much
0: but you're so. saying the police hate red light cameras?
6: No, I'm talking about the drivers.
5: I hate them because no, they're useless. They, they
6: want the, well, they want the cops, do live cops, they, for, for every hundred times they speed, they're going to get caught only once. A red light camera, they'll get them like uh, 100% of the time they make them a traffic mistake.
1: Oh, no, somebody went when the robot told them not to go when it was perfectly <laughs> safe for them to go. I do this literally hundreds of times at least a month. Does that put yeah, anybody in I, danger? I don't think so. I, no. I as long as I can see, I, I wouldn't do it on a red light where I absolutely couldn't see. Right. But if I can see, there's nobody coming, and I'm just sitting here for no reason, I'm not going to sit there like a slave. I'm just going to go.
0: More people should do that and make their own choices for themselves, rather than let their lives be run by these machines. But Sarah, but yeah, you just I love obedience.
6: In, but I just call, I called it today right. because a different subject all, you right, know, all
5: right. right whoa yeah you know, go ahead. the
6: thing is that you know it's obvious that russian communists have never been collapsed and, and they've never been co- capitalist because they're ready to invade ukraine and and take it back like it was before up to was it eastern europe they the the soviet union had control and authority over the well, all hold of on eastern a second europe. wait
0: a minute sarah aren't you a communist well, yeah, you you remember, huh? yeah, I right? remember, I remember you saying you were going to like commie meetings. So, are well, you I... in favor of invading Ukraine? Well, of course, of course, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh my gosh, why? Why,
6: why are you? Such what kind bad? of a monster are you? Well, you know the thing is that they're able to do this because our U.S. is so weak right now. Um, they want no, no, that didn't answer me. Why would
0: you be in favor oh. of invading uh, peaceful people? Why would you be in favor of that, even as a communist? Well,
6: because okay, because because the communist ideal is is a really wonderful thing to have to make everybody equal. And yeah, has that been working along. for Russia?
2: Ever.
0: No, it didn't no, I mean,
6: work. it's, it's working for the people. I mean, you are not your it's, separate it's, country, it's, but it, it'll be more equal. Like, they have laws like, against being know, gay they, in Russia. They do. Well, the thing is, you know, that it's sad. but I, I mean, it's kind of like they would like kill people like um, Trump, for example, a capitalist. And I do feel kind of sorry about that. And I, as long as they don't kill the capitalist when they take over. You know what
0: happens when you invade another country, right? They don't go in with party balloons and, you know, uh, stuffed animals to throw around to all the kids. They drop bombs and they, and they kill people, uh, murder lots of them. people. They shoot them to death. You understand that's what happens, right?
6: Right, right. And, of course, the capitalists have and, done that to the Eastern Europe. And New you're Australia supporting the that. And nobody, and nobody has done that. So the only way Yo, on. that you're Sarah, to—
0: Sarah, mm-hmm? you're supporting killing people. Because well, you think I your am. way is "quote unquote" wonderful. Well,
6: look. Well, if, I mean, the, here's the thing: there's no other way to talk to a capitalist than to kill take them? and
2: abuse people.
6: It only it only takes aggression.
2: It doesn't. It doesn't make wow. any sense that it doesn't make any sense to say that a capitalist would want to abuse somebody. A capitalist wants to sell people something. The last thing you want to do to somebody you're trying to sell something Just to is kill abuse them. them. <laughs> you're trying to get them to agree to to give you their money. If you're going to do that you certainly don't want to abuse them. you want to be nice to them I and mean, you better sell them a good product or they're not going to ever come back to you.
1: I don't think she's heard how many people That's communism Cap- has killed. Hey,
2: communism is literally a death cult. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no there's no bloodier political philosophy than communism.
6: Well, the capitalists have caused wars, and capitalists yeah, have caused people. Yeah, there's people who there's call there's themselves capitalists
0: br- who have caused wars. There's no doubt about it. And on this show, right. we are against war, whether it's the communists or capitalists or whatever-ists or whatever-isms or whatever you want to talk about. Or I'm Russia
1: against- invading Ukraine. Yeah,
0: I'm against it because I'm in favor of peace. And if your ideas are so great, Sarah, then why can't you just
1: convince people? Well, she already admitted that she has a low IQ and uh, brain damage or whatever. hasn't worked since she was seventeen, and she's in her fifties. I don't see why she thinks that any of her ideas. You haven't worked since be... you were
2: seventeen.
1: Oh,
6: 18. That's when I wound up in the why? hospital. I mean, I I never worked on the books where I paid taxes, but oh. I clean houses and stuff like that. Well, good I for mean, you. That's okay. good. But that's that's. Work, I'd hate but... to break
2: it to you, but that's extremely capitalist of you. <laughs>
6: Well, I mean, it's non-profit. Capitalism is about making money. Wait, you You cleaned houses for for no money? Well, I mean, uh, they helped me out. I didn't get paid. Not, I mean not now, you're just saying that not to
2: placate any IRS idiots that might be listening. <laughs> we know for a fact you got paid. It's okay, and you don't have to say that you did. I understand, but the fact that you you took value in for your labor is capitalism. Good for you. I'm glad you were, I'm glad you were You did that.
0: Even yeah. if it was just that,
1: uh, like a place to stay for cleaning, I'd still consider that's that
2: capitalism.
0: Yeah. yeah, and she's actually she said the other day she was doing that now where she's trading. Uh, she's given 150 bucks towards the utilities, and she's cleaning the place that she's That's currently pure living. Pure capitalism. And she's making a trade. She's no longer living in a welfare house. And I congratulated good for her. her. Yeah, I congratulated her good for, for that. Her. That's good capitalism. But Sarah, if communism is so great, then you don't need to. You shouldn't need to spread it at the barrel of a gun. People should be signing yeah, up be left and up right. For it,
2: they'd be like, "Yeah, it's a great idea." Let's and do this.
0: And ask yourself why you need to use violence. She said you need to use aggression. It's
1: already failed.
0: Yeah, right. Anything you need to use aggression for to get out there is a terrible idea and it will constantly be resisted uh, with violence if necessary. Thank you, Sarah, for the call. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up what you want right here, number 603 283 6160. You want to weigh in on the future of AI, taking our jobs? You can do that here with you in the studio, by the way. It's Ian, it's Bonnie, and Matt. And Free Talk Live is uh, brought to you by the Bitbox, which is a hardware wallet for cryptos like Bitcoin and Ethereum. And you can get a Bitbox. Over at box.freetalklive.com. You can also win a Bitbox. We are doing another giveaway. We've already given away one Bitbox, and the next one is going to go to a lucky member of the Free Talk Live AMPS program. We mentioned AMPS earlier. If you sign up over at amps.freetalklive.com, you will be in the drawing. We're going to do that toward the end of the year. We're talking about maybe doing New Year's Eve. Uh, we'll do a special Free Your Talk Live and then draw the Bitbox winner. From somebody who is one of our amps, head over to amps.freetalklive.com and uh, check out the BitBox box over at box.freetalklive.com. So we're talking about uh, artificial intelligence, but first we go to the phones, to the fun. I believe we've got Major pain on the line in Michigan.
5: Hey,
4: peace to the populace. What's on your mind? Yes, um, I wish to address the root of the tree instead of pruning the branches. Hmm. I mean, we've been suffering from... Uh, government takeover on all fronts. And it seems to be an unsurmountable battle to most of us. I mean, it's inconceivable that our own country could be attacking us.
0: But, Why is that uh, inconceivable?
4: Well, how how can you believe that all of the peaceable things that surround you can be consuming you? And I mean, I, I I'm better than six decades old. And I have watched the world change before my eyes. just like I woke up as Rip Van Winkle.
0: Well, I don't consider the people. Uh, first of all, I consider the people around me to be mostly peaceful, but the government people are not. And so, of course, well, they're going to I'm consume. talking
4: about is the consumption of the government. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to the New Deal. This is this is the first time that it was financially, fiscally responsible to take the father out of the
0: home. Do right, you think that's when that started? You,
1: is that when they added more social programs? or
0: The New Deal was a huge uh, addition of social programs.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is FDR. The first time F- FDR the was Democrats a full blown were, were voted mm-hmm. in. Yeah. yeah. The, the, and now we're confronted with the New Green Deal.
0: Sure. Or the oh, Build Back yeah. Better. I mean, they're really talking about dwarfing the uh, the New Deal as far as what it did. It's sort of like the newest version of that.
2: Every pot deserves a chicken.
4: Dude, I'm telling you, I've been listening to you uh, for about 20 years
5: wow. Thanks.
2: on
4: DC radio, right? I, I'm not connected to the grid. I am the caveman. Okay. Yeah, I live in the woods, so I guess you'd be closer to call me Shrek. All right, Shrek. <laughs> what are we going
0: to do about it, Shrek. <laughs>
4: Well, uh, well, I I don't have a good donkey. My mule is broken.
1: <laughs> well, I think the reason that it seems inconceivable to people of, like, an older generation, no offense, is just that it used to be so much easier to be just, I mean, uh, uh, let me explain it this way. It used to be a lot harder to get information that wasn't just propaganda. Now that, like, the whole time I've been alive, I've pretty much been like, the government is bad and my the, uh parents my dad was in the army but he always like would say things about how the government's bad then you know i find out about like um mk Ultra in 2011 and i start researching that and i'm just like well the government is bad and like, you know bad 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 really bad and i just think that the older generation like you didn't have the internet so it was a lot easier to just be like oh yeah we're we're going to war because uh, we're helping people and America's just good guys. Someone and-
0: shot Prince Ferdinand. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, that's fought, a great point, they Bonnie. Us so- with,
4: older- they us with mindless uh, fodder just to keep us distracted. I
0: mean, sure. that's the whole animal. Bre- that's what bread and circuses are all about. And yeah. thank you for the call, uh, Major Payne. And so, Bonnie, you're pointing out that older generations didn't have as much inter- information uh, when they were growing up as you do, as younger generations do.
1: And that's and why I think like baby boomers, even if they start to catch on to something, they just, it's like they can't break the programming. Like they're mm. like, okay, so Biden's bad. That means that I have to back the cops. You know, they mm-hmm. they can't break, fully break out of their programming. And you're just like,
2: no,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> but are people of your age breaking out of the programming or are you just a, a lucky, you know, example? I think
1: that seriously, most young people do not like the federal government. It's just that. They, oh, they think that there's like these people like AOC who I have a story about tonight. Mm. They think that people like that are here to save them from it, and they also are. Um, so they're buying into it. They're buying into it in a different they way, just though. Put a
0: young face on the same old system, they and they're buying that, into it.
1: They think that like capitalism is a problem. Like oh, capitalism. So is they've just been indoctrinated overworked.
0: by the government schools yeah. to believe that. It's right? just
1: a different. It's just a different uh, angle. It's not like I think that. It's better or worse, but I think that they're more likely to completely get out of their programming.
2: Mm. I hope you're right about that. I don't think a lot of them understand what communism is no. and what capitalism is. I mean, Sarah is not she's in her fifties. Yeah. and she still thinks that. So that said, there's severe um, economic illiteracy in this country, yeah. and it's horrible. And thank the thanks that. the government schools for that. Thanks the government schools for that. The best thing you can do, parents,
0: get your kids out of government schools. Back to uh, AI uh, stats in the survey here. More than sixty percent of respondents would use a self-driving AI taxi during heavy traffic. Uh, that uh, I got to say, you know, I'm not really interested in self-driving cars at all. I like driving. Yeah. I like having the control of taking myself to a place or taking someone else to a, to a place, and I don't want some robot doing that yeah and if i
1: want to drive into the woods to get away from some cops i'd rather be able to have the ability to do that (laughs) instead of my car saying you cannot go there. Yeah, that is the woods. We're
0: shutting you down. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but uh, I, that doesn't mean that I think there shouldn't be self-driving cars, as in, like, the people who want to use them in New York City for taxis should be allowed to do that.
0: Yeah, I suspect the technology will get to be fairly safe. I mean, you know, where there's very rarely an accident. And for a lot of people out there, they can't drive very well. So maybe they should be behind the, uh, you know, the self-driving cars. Maybe yeah, that will sure. result in fewer accidents. But Help New Mexico. I, for one, I enjoy driving i understand that there's like I to. more i could do like I, I could you know get some productive things done if i wanted to you know not drive uh, but it's just something
2: i enjoy so. as far as safety goes like if i was in a city i wasn't normally in or something like that maybe i just hop in with those automated cabs and mm-hmm. fine you know it's like uh what the the uh you know the what do you call them the trolleys that people used to hop on and ride from town from one side of town to the other it's just that except more granular I'm not afraid that's of it. a good it. point. People are seven times more worried about
0: the negative impact of AI on the job market than fair treatment of robots. According to the survey, only 32% of respondents uh, say that robot rights is a topic we shouldn't worry about. Okay, so that means a lot of them do want to worry about. They believe it's one of the... Oh, okay. So, no, they're saying we shouldn't worry about it. So,
1: what are robot rights like? What kind of rights would a robot have?
0: Well, that's the question that they haven't really figured out yet is, you know, should a robot have rights at all? Or should they be treated as a total servant class? Does a robot or? have moral agency? Not yet. But how will we know when, you know, it'll be at some point it's going to get difficult to tell the difference between artificial intelligence and human intelligence. Does the robot have
2: to be 18 years old in order to have moral agency? <laughs>
0: That's another excellent question. There's more coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live.
9: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: Free Talk Live. You join us if you want. The number here is 6160 that's 603-283-6160 we're talking about artificial so-called intelligence and what the future is looking like what people believe is coming soon as far as trends are concerned what jobs are going to be lost to ai sooner rather than later with you tonight by the way it's ian it's bonnie and matt And don't forget you can join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. We've got a social media platform that we launched earlier this year uh, to give you an alternative to these big tech platforms like Twitter and Facebook that are constantly banning people, constantly taking down uh, folks that they don't like. The Maxwell Trial Tracker account on Twitter was taken down this week. I believe it was subsequently reinstated. But there was quite a bit of hubbub over that because the Maxwell trial tracker account was saying when they first created the account, we fully expect this account is going to be taken down. And sure enough, less than a week later, uh, Twitter had banned the account. So I guess
1: I guess some CIA agents got um, shown in that court case to have been abusing children. Shocking! I wish that's insane. Who thought? Wouldn't it be awesome if they found out the FBI agents behind the crypto six? Were behind some dirty stuff, and that way they had to get completely like throw
2: out all. They the case. all the case. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, it's funny. I I suspect that those people who were involved with the crypto six case are completely on lackey levels. Hmm. I think just they're doing absolute d- dirty work. lackeys. Yeah, they're just lackeys. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're allowed to be involved. I I I saw enough of them to believe that they aren't at a high enough level. As operatives to be able to break the law blatantly mm, like that, like mm-hmm. they have to, they have to. Ask. They're just tools. They're just tools.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. The redheaded lady seemed like she was evil incarnate when she was talking to she me. She
2: Totally was. I agree. That that lady, I, I, I I'm guaranteed she beats her wife.
1: <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> she had like a personality change in front of me. Literally. Oh
2: yeah, she's a psycho. There, there's no. It's. I know what you're talking about. I she was, did it. Twice. I sat across from her for half an hour, and mm. she was absolutely. N- nuts yeah you're talking about Catherine tebow the yes. agent is that her name
0: uh-huh I never yeah. got her name. t-h-i-b-a-u-l-t with a katherine yeah, with a k i believe
1: yeah not tim tebow tebow
0: uh all right so a couple more stats here right from the ai survey from tidio dot com. almost 78 percent of respondents are convinced that ai will be used to spread misinformation Apart from the fear of AI taking away jobs, which 42% of respondents believed, or being used by criminals, 51%, the survey respondents are concerned about the misuse of AI tech to spread misinformation. Some 78% strongly believe this will be the main threat from artificial intelligence. By comparison, only 3% believe that AI will take revenge on humanity like Skynet or, you know, some other kind of situation that we've seen in the movies. So, be a
1: good reason to give them rights.
0: Now, how would AI tech be used to spread misinformation? Like, for instance, we're seeing with Facebook and Twitter using algorithms to search out um, certain people's posts using whatever terminology and automatically slash those posts and ban those accounts. Would that be an example of spreading misinformation? The
1: word misinformation is retarded. It's just whatever the government doesn't want people to think is true, which is just so stupid.
0: Well, right. I was using it to describe the things that they want to stop. Yes. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, they're going to promote the things that they want to promote. And I think that's a legitimate concern. I think people are, I think, legitimately concerned that AI can be used to censor. Sure. Uh, Men are twice as likely as women to put their trust in artificial intelligence. According to the survey, uh, they uh, place significantly more trust. They're about twice as likely to have an AI robot operate on them or teach their children, and they are also less concerned about potential threats
2: posed by the technology. I'm going to go ahead and pass on both those things.
1: <laughs> operate on you? don't want to be
2: operated on by a robot? Not one bit. Uh, and op- You know, surgical procedures require... Some outside the box thinking sometimes, you know. Not we are not machines, humans are not machines, organs are different, hearts are in slightly different spots from person to person. You know, hmm. it could be off by a little bit so. I, I'm not really, you know. What if uh, you know doctors, human doctors, when they get in there, they're doing a surgery. They might find something else wrong. Yeah, true. They, they can they can sew that up while they're there. Well, we'll get this taken care of right now while we're in here. Let's do this. That's great. On the uh, other hand, the robot's
0: less likely to leave a towel inside you and sew you back up. Uh, that, uh, that's that happened be before. True.
2: That's that might be true actually. If if you have a t- <laughs> if you have a robot that's accounting for bits that it's putting in you, it'll probably mm-hmm. have a process for taking them out before it closes you up. That's, they're not going to
0: have a shaky hand either.
1: Right. That's
2: true.
0: Although a good I surgeon mean, probably doesn't in the first place.
1: Surgeons already use robots. Like they use the little like cameras on the end of like a long thing sure. to go inside of you and stuff like that. Yep, that's true. So,
0: and of course, they may end up having the nanobots, right, that they can just inject into you and then they just go through your bloodstream and. Repair you from the inside,
2: yeah, the gray mass right the the isn't that what they call it the gray mass or the gray know. ooze? I've not heard that Neither. it's nanobots it's nano nano bots are what the uh the anti a i people are most worried about, mm. like coming out they're just gonna get into the ocean. They're going to reproduce. The electrolytes in the ocean are going to give them all the power they need. They're going to go absolutely bonkers, and they're going to take over the land. It'll be one big, slimy, slimy gray ooze. It's all robotic coming up over the land, killing everything in sight.
0: Male respondents are 20% more willing to interact with robots and AI. Existing robot and AI representations from fiction and real life are more appealing to men than women. We used a range of examples and asked respondents if they were willing to interact with selected robots. On average, 65% of male respondents said yes. But only 45% of women also did.
1: Sounds to me like this is all coming from action movies. Men like action movies, so they think robots are cool and women don't.
2: (laughs) I was going to go the porno route, but Well, that's what the next
0: one is, the final point. (laughs) Oh, I see. 42%, nearly 42% of people would have sex with a humanoid robot. (laughs) Yes, about forty-two percent of respondents would have sexual intercourse with a robot. Yet only thirty-nine percent believe they could have a romantic relationship. That many people with an AI. Mm-hmm. How many? Thirty-nine oh percent. So roughly four out of ten. There's also, get this, a large discrepancy between men and women. Men are more open to both the idea of sleeping with a robot, forty-eight percent, and falling in love with an AI, forty-three percent. But for whatever reason, they don't give us the, the female hmm. numbers. On that one,
2: because so. it's one hundred percent. One hundred.
0: What do you guys think, uh, female or uh, male robots, sex bots? Would you guys be if you if you were lonely? Obviously, we're all we have relationships and yeah, good relationships. Good. But if you were, no. you know, without a relationship, would you consider a robot? Uh, no, no.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think. But you know, it's very popular. The dudes with the real dolls, uh. they dress them up. And is they, that popular? Yeah, and then they like. There's some that are. Married. Conceiving children together and they have like a fake baby doll thing that they and they dress it up and they, you know, and like, oh, time to change a diaper. Have and you it, seen the pictures of like the bodybuilder from Russia
0: or something that like had a marriage ceremony for his sex doll? No. Yeah. yeah I don't know if it was Russia, but, but it was like But then he one broke those- up with
1: her and he started he dating a ashtray.
0: That's a joke, right? No.
1: <laughs> a like public ashtray that came from a restaurant and he had to buy it. i'll have to pull this guy's gotta be trolling
0: you know that's what i thought when i first heard the story and if he's trolling it is a deep deep troll because (laughs) like he's got an instagram account with multiple like photos with this sex doll going back and like serious wedding photos with a group of people there and everything so it if it's a troll it's an elaborate level uh troll
2: i don't put it past people
0: and he's
1: russian right I'm not sure. Oh. It's, I think he's
0: one of those kind of former Russian states or, or something like that, but it's pretty crazy. It's crazy stuff. So if you want to comment on uh, the future of AI, you're certainly welcome to join us. Well, uh,
1: sorry, I just have one more fine. comment on Please. that. Um, a robot is definitely a no for me, but what do you guys think about like if aliens came down? Would you be in a relationship with an alien if they were normal? Is she hot? I guess they could be hot.
2: I mean, is she anatomically correct?
1: <laughs> I don't know. They the have whole one point eye. of a
0: relationship is to connect with someone else, and in theory, an alien you could do that with, whereas a robot, it's, well, at least at this point, you know, a lifeless hunk of... Rope, you know, metal and plastic or whatever. So you can't actually have a connection
2: uh, with that. Yeah. But, you
0: know, if there's an alien babe, okay. Are
2: we talking? Is there a soul involved here or not? <laughs> right, That's
0: the important thing. That's question, what we're trying right? to get at. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Well, Facebook, they have released a new thing for the metaverse where people who don't want to meet in real life can meet online and live online. We're coming up. is free talk live and you can bring up whatever you want 603-283-6160 what's the number here 603-283-6160 we were just looking up the bodybuilder guy who apparently you said bonnie has started dating an ashtray yes if you can even use that terminology
1: well he's in love with an ashtray he claims
0: he claims that he is in love with an ashtray after having i guess uh did he just give up on his sex doll? That no, it was seen? in
1: the hospital being repaired.
0: Right, but I mean wasn't that an older story? And it said here that he's been date quote unquote in the New York Post quote unquote dating the ashtray uh, for a couple of months.
2: Like he how seems long does happy. it take to? I see I'm looking at pictures. He seems happy with the ashtray.
0: Yeah, there's one where he's like straddling uh, yep. the ashtray.
2: He's, he's definitely helping the wearing ashtray.
0: Wearing underwear and yep. a pair of shoes, and that's about it. Uh, fascinating. I don't know. Like you said, Matt, is this guy trolling? Is this is this guy you know really obsessed with these objects, or is it just a way to get thousands of viewers on Instagram? Instagram. He's crushing it. I mean, he does have photos here of people at the quote-unquote wedding ceremony that he had with this sex doll. So there's at least a large crowd of people that maybe he hired. Maybe, you know, his friends are kind of in on this with him. But, I mean, he had to hire at least a dozen people here to take these these photographs with. Any reason for a party. I guess. Uh, the story here does say that... It could be a real paraphilia, which is commonly defined as "quote a condition characterized by abnormal sexual desires, typically involving extreme or dangerous activities." Sometimes referred to as algmatophilia, it's a kink in which individuals derive sexual arousal from an attraction to usually nude statues, dolls, mannequins, and or other similar body shaped objects. Yeah, but, but
1: this isn't the body shaped. Is-
2: <laughs> it's a black cube shaped. Yeah, like one of those sand asterisks. Rectangular thing. Uh, On
1: the
0: paraphilia spectrum, object sexuality widens the net to include people, quote, who develop deep emotional and or romantic attachments to and have relationships with specific inanimate objects or structures. How can you call this a relationship? Don't Don't you have to have a give and take? Yeah. A relation suggests there's something of
2: consciousness on the other side you know i could see myself going down this road if it was a car
1: yeah there was a guy it was a
2: porsche 911 or something really sexy that i really loved and gave back to me you know you put into it it gives back that's the people sexualize cars all the time motorcycles things that are fast and hug turns and stuff that's fun
1: there was a guy that was in love with his Car on, I forget what the show is called now. Yeah, I would
2: never make out with a car. See that guy licking the hood <laughs> yeah. of his car. And stuff it was and like you know a on. Honda,
1: right? Yeah. It was something. It was a dumb car. Dumb. <laughs> it wasn't cool. Oh, by the way, speaking
0: of uh, robots taking over jobs, that's something that's been happening in the radio business for a long time. I remember when I first started in radio as a teenager in the late 1990s, we still actually played. It was on a music radio, rock radio station. We still played CDs. So you still had like a whole ro- you know roster of CDs and they were in these carts and you'd put them in these very expensive CD players and you had to queue up the the start times for the songs and everything and there was actually like some work that you had to do and within a few years they brought in a computer system and got rid of the CDs entirely except mm. for like some sort of emergency if the computer were to go down. We almost never needed the the CDs and then you could start recording what they call voice tracking in the business so you could record your entire air shift you could just come in at you know nine in the morning or whatever oh you're doing the afternoon drive shift just lay down all the what they call voice tracks for the afternoon drive and then pipe it out you're gone for the day now of course if all of a sudden you know drastically bad weather struck or some sort of you know urgent news event or something like that happened while you were gone and you, know, you weren't there to talk about it and it made your station sound completely irrelevant right. uh but uh, but you know the reality is it was a way for the radio business to cut costs and one of the things that they did right out the gate was they fired every overnight person across the board at uh, the company i worked for which was called clear channel communications and were uh, you fired no uh they're now known as uh I Heart Media, that's yeah. the new name.
2: I didn't know you worked for Clear Channel.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, that's where that's where Free Talk Live started. Oh, no kidding. And so, no, I wasn't fired, but I wasn't one of the overnight people, per se. I was sort of like the fill-in guy, and I did some weekend... I actually did some weekend overnights and some other shifts, but um, but that was what they did. They got rid of the overnight people, and they just had somebody else from another market do that, that station's overnight shift. So if we were in Sarasota, Florida, they'd have one of the guys from Tampa you know, do the voice track for the Sarasota station and vice versa. So one of the guys from Sarasota would do a a track for one of the Tampa overnights. So that way they still had a different voice on the air at nighttime. wasn't one of the other station guys that was on during the day. So it sounded like someone was there if you weren't really paying close attention. So that that was a way, if you think about it, right? Like if you, you just chopped off one fifth of your entire staff and think about the cost savings there. Well, now, according to Reuters, they're taking the next step Headline here, that radio DJ you hear might already be a robot.
1: Whoa. <laughs> so they are taking our jobs.
2: Those guys make horrible money anyways. Not I, a they job really do, having. yeah, it's true.
1: I changed my mind. I don't want robots to take our jobs.
0: Well, the idea that they're going to take talk radio's jobs are pretty, pretty oh, slim. Oh, that's
1: different than a jockey?
0: Yeah, we're talking about disc jockeys, whose job it is to simply announce songs oh. and read every now and then uh, you know, some sort of live promo for... You know, coming down to the car lot, we're going to be giving away hot dogs this weekend, and you can get, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, Andy Chanley, the afternoon drive host at Southern California's public radio station, KCSN, has been a radio DJ for over 32 years, and now, thanks to artificial intelligence technology, his voice will live on simultaneously in many places. Quote, I may be a robot, but I still love to rock. (laughs) says the robot DJ named A-N-D-Y with all capital letters, which stands for Artificial Neural Disc Jockey, in Chanley's voice during a demonstration for Reuters where the voice was hard to distinguish from a normal human disc jockey. Our phones, speakers, and rice cookers have been talking to us for years, but their voices have been robotic. Seattle-based AI startup Well Said Lab says it has finessed the technology to create over 50 real human voice avatars like Andy so far, where the producer just needs to type in the text to create the narration. So they're talking about this technology could get rid of every single disc jockey On the planet, basically.
2: And that way, people who are delivering us our news don't need to have a conscience at all. Yeah, that's right. That's scary. I don't think they need (laughs) to
1: have one now. I don't
2: think they do already, but I mean, this is the final nail in the coffin for anything like that. Well, right. And you guys have seen deep fakes, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. There's yeah. already deep fakes.
0: And there's that website that can generate a new human being every time you load the page. Yeah. Have you seen that one, too? Yes. I wish I could remember the URL of that one. I'll, I'll look it up uh, when we get off the air. It's crazy how realistic those photos yep. are. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're already to the point where they, they already have um, artificial influencers now. So there's Instagram accounts of just completely generated human beings who aren't even real people per se. There's some company behind it yeah, writing scripts of what those people are quote-unquote saying and you know promoting whatever advertisers are buying their sponsorships.
1: Yeah, I saw on Snapchat like yesterday that the one named Michaela like with a Q. Mm-hmm. It's a just a fake person. She's been around
0: for years, right?
1: Yeah, she's like one of the oldest ones. She, posted like a joke and I thought that was so stupid and annoying like obviously this is just some old man who you know is in charge of the company who like posted this joke basically it's mm-hmm. like why would anybody be like oh I'm such a fan. I, would anybody actually laugh out loud at somebody making a joke that is a AI. I, well what I, do
0: the comments say were the comments it, it all doesn't positive have comments
1: on Snapchat. Um,
0: so I was Snapchat. wondering that I
1: was just like does anybody actually like this thing it's so weird.
0: Zach Zallen, the CEO of the startup Super Hi-Fi, said Andy will be integrated into its AI platform that automates music production. So instead of a music playlist, Andy can DJ the experience, including the songs, or introducing the songs and talking about them. The next step will be for the AI to automate the text that is created by humans as well. He says, that's really the triumvirate that we think is going to take this to the next level. So they're talking about replacing the guy that writes the scripts with AI.
2: <laughs> that's crazy. In this case. Hey, you know, I, I haven't, I've, I've let the whole episode, this whole this whole episode of Free Talk Live go by without saying the word Monero one time. But yeah. It is on your shirt. It is. Not, I got a hoodie with my, you know, it's Monero time. But I want to throw it out there that. There is uh, a YouTube channel called Monero Bear, and he makes Monero-based rap songs, and they are hilarious. You were playing
0: some of it during one of the breaks. It sounds really entertaining. It's
2: awesome, and he released two new songs today. Whoever nice. he is, you should go check it out if you're listening.
0: Monero Bear, Monero
2: Bear, just it's it's <laughs> awesome.
0: There you go. There's a recommendation for you from DJ Matt. Yeah, and he's 100 percent real. He's a real guy. That's used to right. Do a DJ. Pirate radio station. I did. Right? I did. I did. I did. Is it sad? Are you sad to hear about this? Like the the elimination of... No, of I, I, I
2: like spinning the hits. I think there'll still be little radio stations out there with so? some dudes spinning vinyl I, or whatever. I
0: mean, yeah, I hope so. But it's getting more and more robotic over time. It it's is. sad. It's sad stuff. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. You can join us online. In the meantime, over at freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day.
3: and become an amplifier so i mean that's really the reason why i amp is uh because i know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are i never would have found the ideas of liberty
0: you can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining free talk lives amps program on patreon for as little as five dollars a month and you'll get access to special perks visit amps.freetalklive.com amps.freetalklive.com